0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network,
1: your team every day. From breakout young studs to struggling superstars, Matt and I are talking the best and worst players from week four. So lock on in for today's action-packed episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Hello fantasy baseball fanatics and welcome to the locked on fantasy baseball podcast brought to you by the locked on sports network your team every day as always we're your number one source of fantasy baseball knowledge and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day i'm your host dominic martino here as always with my brother my co-host my partner in crime matthew one
0: yo it's good guys
1: You can find us on all social media platforms and podcasting apps. Just search for Locked On Fantasy Baseball and we'll be there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, which we truly appreciate, uh, you know, platform that allows you to, uh, you know, give us those five-star ratings reviews, uh, do that for us. It goes a long way to help the outreach of the podcast, and we truly, truly appreciate it. Um, Our everydayers and new listeners, we love all of our fans. Also, if you're watching on YouTube and you haven't already, just hit that little bell below. It subscribes to the podcast, gives you a notification of every time we drop a new episode. And also, please be sure to like and comment on YouTube because we love to talk fantasy baseball with you. And guys, as I mentioned at the top, Matt and I are breaking down everything week four, from the studs to the duds and everything in between. And we're letting you guys know, you know, what to do with these guys and, uh, that's pretty much it. I will mention one thing here at the top of the episode. I got to throw back the throwback on the Bryce Harper Nationals jersey. And just to let you guys know, if you haven't heard already, Harper's going for a checkup tomorrow. And if everything goes well, he could be back in that uh, Phillies lineup as soon as Tuesday. So if you do have Harper stashed in your IL, which Matt and I recommended for you to do all offseason, get ready to make that drop to bring him off the IL and back to your fantasy teams. But Matt, let's uh get into the you know studs and duds of week four. Who do we got first? Oh
0: well, we'll we'll lead off with a great name, a name that everybody loves. That's Mr. Shohei Otani. And oh hey, oh hey, has he been all week? With hitting another bomb today. He's got six runs on the week, three bombs on the week, seven ribs, four stone bases, batting four hundred. If you're one of the lucky few that actually have him on your team, God bless you. Like that is phenomenal. He is an absolute steal this year. I mean, he was probably going in leagues that had him as separate, bat, um, separate positions between pitcher and batter, as like probably your ninth or tenth pick in the draft. Whereas like, if he was the single single person with both pitcher and and uh, bat, he was probably your number one pick, and I wouldn't have blinked an eye at it. So, Shohei Otani, phenomenal start to the year. Kid is killing it. Let's go, Shohei.
1: Uh yeah, Matt. This 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 guy just does it all. He had a little blimp on the radar in the pitching side this week, but we're talking about the hitting Otani. And man, Matt, read you off those stats. I'm gonna I'll read you off the full season stats just in case you uh wanted to know. 27 games for Otani as a hitter, 106 at bats, 17 runs, four doubles. He threw in a triple, six oh seven home runs as he hit one today. 18 RBIs, five steals. Uh, 10 walks or 25 strikeouts, which actually is not too bad, and that 292 batting average, guy does it all. And, um, you know, if you went out there and you took the chance on just grabbing the hitter Otani, it's absolutely paying off. If you got him as one player in your league where you get the pitching and the hitting stats, and, you know, he probably went first, second, third overall, and you have him, you're you're reaping the rewards, uh, all of it right now. So, you know, uh, cheers to that. Let's let's go to our next guy, who I think Matt, correct me if I'm wrong, is the first guy from in back-to-back weeks to go from the duds to the studs, yeah. and that is Jazz Chisholm Jr. Man, you know we we were a little bit worried about him last week. The numbers were a little bit lackluster, and then you know Jazz said to you know Matt and I, he's like, "Hold my beer," he said. Hold my beer real quick. He said, I, I got you guys. He's like, I got you. So Jazz Chisholm, you know, uh, the cover superstar of MLB The Show 23 as well, said, I'm, I'm going to show out this week. Uh, week four, Jazz Chisholm, four runs, two bombs, five RBIs, five steals, three fifty seven batting average. The, the guy is – you know he's very very talented he's got the speed he's got the power the only things that really worried me was the batting average and the team that he's on I mean, we know that miami team doesn't really have much besides jazz and the batting average on his you know career is 244 so you know i wouldn't be shocked if he only hit 240 to 250 this year you know the runs and rbi's once again depend on that team but he's got 30 30 upside i would even say upside with 30 bombs, 40 steals for Jazz Chisholm. Sky is the limit. He's got that second and outfield eligibility now. And, dude, got to love that Jazz. You know, his numbers still don't look great overall in the year. So if you can go out there and still buy low on him, I think Jazz is going to show us the rest of the way why he was drafted so high this year.
0: Yes, Jazz is doing his thing. Um, I'm absolutely loving him. This is why I had him ranked so high. As long as he stays healthy, he's going to probably be the best second baseman in the league. Um, that 240 to 250, I think, is more yeah. like a 250 to 260. I think he gets that course correct soon. You know, it's still early in the season. We'll see. Um, he's gonna be phenomenal this year, but let's move on. Um let's talk about somebody that's just been a wave of wire darling this year. That's Jorge Mateo. Um, you know, I've said in the past, past couple episodes, past couple times he's popped up. He is a he is a like you know a sell high candidate for me. He's absolutely performing well overboard of what he would normally do. He's at age twenty eight breakout. I'm not really like liking that. The only incentive for this kid is one of the main reasons why I think he's playing so well. He signed a one year two million dollar contract with the Orioles. That's it. That's all his guy. He's playing for his life. So there is some true incentive for this kid to really play. At the top of his game and really show out this year to try and get a contract for next year, he's doing that. So I think what he's trying to do is entice the um, the, the Orioles to sign him for a long term, get himself a bag of money, and then go back to t- taking an absolute dump. So if the Orioles do decide to 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 uh, sign him, that is the second I'm trading him. If he's still fighting for a paycheck and fighting for his meal, then uh, you know he's a ride along and ride or die until then. But just keep an eye out because I guarantee the second this kid gets a contract, that's where you see him fall from the flat top. But let me praise the kid now besides just taking a dump all over him, right? This week has been phenomenal. He had a bomb today. Eight runs, three bombs, four, uh, five ribs, two stolen bases, batting about three thirty-three on the week. Absolute slamming week. How you doing, Mr. Jorge Mateo?
1: Yeah, yeah. See, I, I need to do a little research. I Like, I have Mateo. And I got to do a little bit more uh, research on him because I don't know if he changed the swing or, you know, did something like that because there's something different is going on here with Jorge Mateo. Right. It's the fact that you, you, you don't just go from, you know, hitting 237 on his career to batting 353 this year to having six walks to 12 strikeouts when he only walked 27 times the whole season last year, had 147 strikeouts. I think something's changed. Once again, I can't say it with full confidence because I don't know, but I think he definitely changed something. One thing that has not changed is the elite speed. Mateo stole 35 bases last year. He could go 40, 45, 50. Sky is the limit with that type of speed. He only hit 13 home runs all of last year. He's already got 6 this year. He's almost halfway there in 22 games. So, I mean, you could definitely sell high, you know, go get, you know, uh, a better value, but I'll even say this. If somebody I have I have Correa and I have Mateo in multiple leagues if somebody offered me Correa for Mateo right now, I don't think I'm taking that. And, you know, Correa came in, you know, way more highly ranked than Mateo, but Correa's taken a big dump too so far this year. So you can sell high on Mateo, but make sure you're getting the worth for him. One, And I'll read you his full uh, season numbers. You know, in, uh, he's got 22 games, 68 at-bats, 20 runs, uh, 5 doubles, uh, 6 home runs, 17 ribs, 10 steals and as I mentioned, he's sitting 353. I love Jorge Mateo. And I I think I think he continues to be solid. Not 353 batting average solid, but decent power, elite speed, and that Orioles lineup is pretty good. So the runs in the RBI should be all right as well. But guys, real quick, if you're looking for a delicious snack but don't want all of the sugar and calories, then you need to try the best tasting protein bar ever, Built Bar. If you're like me and you want to make Healthier snack uh, choices, but you don't want to compromise on taste. I've got just the thing for you. Built bars and built bar puffs are absolutely healthy and taste amazing. You've got to try them. Built bars only have 130 calories, four grams of sugar, with a whopping 17 grams of protein. They come in unbelievable flavors like cookies and cream, double chocolate, or my personal favorite churro. What makes built bar so good is built bar is uh, for starters, they're covered in 100% real dark chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And now you don't even need to wait around to get a box because for years we've been talking about only being able to get your built Bars at built.com. Now you can get them at your local Sam's Club or Walmart, and they have a bunch of different sizes, boxes. They have four, 16, and uh, you need to load up on these built Bars because they're absolutely delicious and they're healthy for you. And guys, this episode is also brought to you by BetterHelp. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk things through. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from where you are to where you want to be. If you're thinking about starting up therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist at any time for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnMLB. And today, if you sign up, you get 10% off your first month. Once again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P slash Locked on MLB. Also, we want to thank our everydayers and new listeners for making Locked On Fantasy Baseball your first listen each and every day. Be sure to look out for a new episode tomorrow where Matt and I cover all the best waiver wire ads heading into week five. Whew, guys, all right, so that was a long little bit there but let's move into our next guy here and let's talk about one of my uh, favorite draft picks for this season. It's Clayton Kershaw. Now the thing with Kershaw is, and I kind of say this every year he he, for like the last, like four or five years, he always gets so underrated because he is a huge injury risk, man. And I, I fully understand that. I think everybody else understands that, but when he's pitching, He's a top 10 starting pitcher, guys, and and I'm not even exaggerating. Let's talk about what Kershaw just did last week, or this this last week. 13 innings pitched, won both of his starts, 15 Ks, 0.69 ERA, 0.46 whip, and both of them were quality starts. And let's just do his stats on the year as well, because he's just so good. 38 innings on the year for Kershaw, 41 strikeouts, 5 wins. 189 ERA 076 whip and all, um, well, he has five quality starts on the year, too. Just Kershaw's Kershaw, you know. It, it, the guy's a first ballot Hall of Famer, he's on, you know, one of the if not the best team in baseball, and the guy is just so talented, so good. There's not really much else you could say about Kershaw, except if you drafted him, it was such a value. You probably got him as your third, fourth, maybe even in some cases fifth starting pitcher, and the guy performs like an ace. He's probably due for an injury at some point, but you know, as long as he's there for you in the playoffs, that's all that matters, and helps get you to the playoffs. You know, That's a big help as well.
0: Yes, sir. Um, Kershaw is definitely bound for the I.L. soon. It's just a matter of when <laughs> those Clangies just give out. Uh, but until then, amen to that, man. He's the best pitcher in baseball. Let's move on here. I think you covered him perfectly. Um, Thank you, sir. Let's talk about Mr. Kevin Gosman. Um, another one that I feel like, you know what? I'm guilty of this the last couple of years. I just undervalue him. I don't know what it is about him, but I, he always proves me wrong, and I'm glad when he does. His two starts this week were just absolutely bananas against the Yankees and the Mariners. Okay, against the Yankees, he got the W, 11 case, nowhere in runs, 0. 0.43 whip, stud. Then he goes out against Seattle, seven innings. Day one, he didn't get the W, though. 13 Ks, nowhere in runs, one whip. Like, he's just absolutely poo-pooing on, on everybody. Like, he's just like, oh, you're going to miss, oh, you're going to miss. Oh, I'm checking you out, too. Oh, 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 oh. Go. Oh, you you struck out too. He is just absolutely lighting it up in 38 innings on the year. He has 54 strikeouts on the year. He has a 2 2.33 three ERA on the year. I am loving what he's doing this year. I am officially like I can't overlook him next year. Like I just have to be fully in and just like until he doesn't do this is just how it's going to be. He is just absolute stud. Kevin Gosman, way to go! You're going to go. He might find himself in the Cy Young conversation this year.
1: Yeah, Matt. Perfect, perfect coverage. Cause I'm I'm guilty of the same myself. Every year I I underrate him, and I don't know why. I even said it to myself coming into the season. I was like, Oh, don't underrate Gaussman. And somehow I'm always dumb enough to make that mistake. And I said, Ah, I probably had him around like thirty, maybe even thirty-five, and I'm um, at starting pitcher and just what a way to make me look stupid Gaussman guys absolutely dominant don't sell high on him because this is what he does last year he pitched 174 innings 205 strikeouts for Gaussman last year yeah the whip was a little high but that was kind of an anomaly if you look at the last you know two years before that the guy's an absolute stud uh, since he left the Baltimore Orioles and uh, Gaussman just congratulations if you drafted Gaussman because you probably got him as like your third maybe fourth starting pitcher as well I know he went a little higher than Kershaw, so maybe like third starting pitcher but still guys performing like an absolute eight so you you can't go wrong with him let's talk about joey musgrove now as we move into the duds portion of this podcast and you know uh musgrove actually is coming off of that injury and i don't know if it's fair to throw him in this you know category yet but he's been bad since he came back off of you know the, the il and it's only been two starts, but boy, oh boy, those two starts kind of have been, you know, pretty bad. Uh, Joe Musgrove in his last start, he gave up seven runs to the Giants and. Uh, I- he gave up three home runs. Velocity was fine. They were talking about, you know, in uh, Mexico City since they're, you know, very high above sea level that, you know, the ball goes a little bit further than it would in, you know, like a place that's not like that. So we'll give him that, you know, we'll give him that for now. But in his first start, he wasn't great against Arizona. Five innings. Uh, looks like he gave up three runs. He had six K's in those five innings. So that was okay. The whip wasn't great either at a one four. 0 he does get the Dodgers the next time out. So, you know, uh, it's not going to be an easy start for him, but you know, let's uh, let's talk about Musgrove last year. Cause you know, Joe Musgrove is, is pretty good, but he also had a, he's always oh, he has a bad second half. I don't know why. So whatever it is about him, he has a bad second half, but last year on the whole, 293 uh ERA for Musgrove, 180 innings, 181 innings, 184 Ks, and a 108 whip. So when he's good, he's good. I would though buy low offer, a super buy low offer on Musgrove saying, Oh, he's ba- he was banged up, you know, he he looks bad so far. You know, after that Dodgers start too, maybe wait till after the Dodgers start, because I, I don't think he's gonna have a good start against the Dodgers, then try and buy low. Cause Musgrove is is a is a good pitcher when he's on.
0: Hey man, I mean I love Musgrove. I don't think this is this is what it is, you know, I don't think that we're we've seen the last of what he can do. Musgrove is going to be an absolute stud once he does back uh, bounce back. So, definitely a great buy low candidate. I mean, what this is what his first or second start back? Maybe second. third. Yeah, so I mean, you know, he's we he really didn't even have a a full spring. He's been shut down for a month, so we got to give him a little time. But let's move on to somebody I'm really worried about at this point. Um it's it's actually really terrible and that's Mr. Nick Ladolo. Uh, somebody I, unfortunately, um, you know, was touting this year. I really thought he was going to do it. He was trending in the right direction, but something is up this year. I don't know what it is, but, I mean, his last one, two, three starts have been absolutely atrocious. His last start, which was today, 5-4 ERA. Uh, the 24th, uh, Monday, a 13-5 ERA. And the 18th, a 15-4-3. It has just been terrible. But then his first three starts were good of the, off the season. This mm-hmm. is how I'm treating him right now. Uh, if you want to drop him, you kind of can. I I, I I won't blame you. Um, I know we've gotten the comments during last week, what should I do? If you feel you need to and there is somebody out there that you feel is going to take you better for long term, you can. Um if you are in a position where you can hold him, if your team is winning and your pitching isn't struggling and you can leave him on the bench, I would rather you do that at this point because there is a good chance that he could bounce back and he has just not figured it out yet. And I would probably wait about another week before I really, I'm just saying full out drop. But the Wario meter is at eight and a half. So yeah. I would understand if you drop him at this point, Nick Lodolo has not looked like the Nick Lodolo in the past. Um, and lastly, if you see him out on the wave of wiring, you are the first place team and your pitching is rocking and rolling. Somebody drops him, scoop him up, wait a week, see what he see what happens. If he starts figuring it out, if you see high K strikeouts, but like an inflated five ERA, that's an encouraging sign. That's what I would say. Hey, go for it. Because one thing I will say is even with the five, four ERA in the last start, he has seven Ks, um, six Ks, four Ks, which is terrible. But then 6Ks, 12Ks, 9Ks. So he's at least going to get you the Ks. And if your team is performing, he may give you a boost in the K department. While not, if your pitching is rolling, it's not going to hurt your ERA too bad from one guy. It's a matter of preference. And if you can kind of hold out, Nick Lodolo could be really bad. Uh, And before we move on here, I have to talk to you about our wonderful people here. And... For championship teams, it's all about making sure players players is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicles. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need a part, an accessory, head to uh, eBay Motors. With eBay Motors, uh, eBay's guaranteed fit. You can be sure every part you need fits just right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green checks to, to let you know that your part fits just right or your money back because just like in sports confidence is in the name of the game and when you're when you shop at eBay Motors you want to have the same thing so with over 122 million parts to choose from you'll be back in game back in the game in no time after all it's easy to bring home a W when you have the right parts are guaranteed get right parts right fit the right prices on eBay Motors let's ride eligible items only um exclusions may apply and after i butch that
1: dom go ahead and give your,
0: give your, your, your All right,
1: real quick before before i dive into lodolo matt you were talking about dropping him and i i'm i might be right there with you let's do a little name game real quick we'll talk about some of the hot ads right now and let's see if um you'd rather have these guys or you'd rather have um nick lodolo Let's start with one of your boys. Actually, you know someone that uh, you know. I know Matt likes. I like him as well. But Matt Matt has him in uh, more leagues than I do at the moment. And that's Logan Allen of the Cleveland Guardians. You dropping Lodolo for Logan Allen if he's out there in your league? Yeah, kind of. He had a good start today okay. too. Yeah, yeah, he pitched pretty good. What about another guy that had a uh, you know a great start today? Great start to the season, Josiah Gray. Are you dropping Nick Lodolo's no. Josiah Gray's out there. No, okay. I don't
0: trust Josiah.
1: Okay, um, and let's see if we can find one more. Okay, Matt, here's a good one for you because he's still only 48% owned. If Mackenzie Gore is yes. out there in the league, you're dropping Lodolo for Gore? Yes. Okay, cool, cool. All right, guys, a little name game there. Um, I'm I'm in the same boat here as Matt, but I'll say this. If you listen to us at all, you know, our starting pitcher preview or just any time that talk about Nick Lodolo, I was very, very cautious about him. I think I had him around like 60 in my starting pitcher rankings because – it just didn't it didn't feel right to me. One big thing was his splits from last year, Nick Lodola's home and away splits. He pitched very, very good at home, and you don't see that very often in Cincinnati. So I didn't think that was gonna last long. And especially when he pitched really bad away from home, it just didn't really like feel right to me. He's he's a great strikeout guy, as Matt mentioned. So he'll get you a lot of strikeouts. It's just so tough to pitch pitch in Cincinnati, and if he's not, if he can't pitch away from Cincinnati or in Cincinnati, it's going to be very very tough going here for Ladolo. I'm with Matt. I'm I'm probably almost at a nine for Ladolo. You could hold on to him if the, if you're in a deeper league with not a lot of options out there, or as Matt mentioned, you're a team that's doing very very well and you kind of just want to see where Ladolo goes if you like him. You could really hold out, but I'm not. I'm not holding my breath here on Nick Lodolo at the moment. I I don't know how much better it's going to get, even if he pitches to like a high three ERA the the rest of the season with um you know a whip that's probably not going to be great because his control is just not great. I've seen Lodolo pitch a bunch of times, and the control's not there. He really doesn't. He doesn't know where the ball's going a lot of the time. That's something he needs to work on. I'm not saying in two or three years from now he can't turn it into a Shane McClanahan type of ordeal. But for right now, this year, 2023, my hopes are not high on the dolo. But let's keep it pushing here move on to, you know, um, next guy here. And that's Trey Turner. Man, uh, he's on the year he's doing Okay, but he's not doing that World Baseball Classic Trey Turner or that number one pick Trey Turner. And especially the last week, um, Turner has one run, one home run, one RBI, batting 125. I think this is probably the last buy low window here for Turner, especially with Bryce Harper potentially coming back uh, this upcoming week here. Um, that team, that Philly's team is going to take off. And I think Trey Turner is going to be the catalyst of it. I think he's going to be a big reason that Philly, you know, has a great season the rest of the year. I don't foresee anything like this happening just in case you forgot. Let's talk about what Trey Turner did last year real quick. And the reason why we were also high on, you know, Trey Turner last year, he played. 160 games, 652 at-bats, 101 runs, 39 doubles, 4 triples, 21 homers, 100 RBIs, 27 steals at 298. I think that's enough said right there on Trey Turner. Bounce back is coming right around the corner.
0: Yes, sir. I love Trey Turner. Just got his jersey. You'll see it pop up on the show this week. Um, So I'm loving that. But uh, Trey Turner, I think, is just off to a slow start. I think that, honestly, it's that my rule about players on a new team in a new city You know, and honestly, not with his team for the whole pretty much spring training because he was with the WBC and was just not even also in like being incorporated into the new rules. So there's a lot of new stuff that Trey Turner has to learn since he hasn't really experienced it since he was at the WBC. I I think this is a buy low opportunity, but at the same time, when we say buy low for Trey Turner, you're still not walking out of there. Yeah, still got to pay up. You're gonna have to pay up, but it's not gonna be like okay. You have to give up like Ronald Acuna for the guy, but you might like you might be able to give up, you know. Like a second round talent, like you'll you'll see, we'll see like a name that'll pop up. Who would you trade for him, Dom?
1: I would say this. Try and package like a Jorge Mateo with like an ace. Like, you know, if you're if your pitching is like stack and like solid and you could give up like a McClanahan and a Mateo for Trey Turner, I would do that.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I'm giving up McClanahan my number one pick, but my number one pitcher, but it would be on my team, not of the year. Um, but it's a some something along those lines. I like that idea.
1: Yeah, something like that. It doesn't yeah. have to be exactly those names, but if you have like, you know, a guy that kind of came out of nowhere that's performing like a you know, a first round talent like a Mateo with, you know, uh, you know, a pitcher like similar it doesn't have to be McClanahan, it could be somebody a little bit lesser than McClanahan, but at least start the conversation there, see what the trace turner owner says to you, then you know. Go back and forth. Yes, sir. All right, let's
0: move on here. Let's talk about Mr. Pete Alonzo, the polar bear himself. And honestly, he's playing like he lives in those frigid position uh climates because it is just atrocious this season, uh this week with only two runs, no bombs, two ribs, and batting a putrid 158. It's just a down week for him. This is this is what you get though sometimes with Pete Alonzo. He just gets has a cold week and then he comes in and hits you like 15 home runs the next week. It's just Pete Alonso for you. I mean, he is, what, like a career 250 batting average, 260 batting I average? 260. Yeah. So, I mean, this is what you're going to live with when you have a player that is a 260 hitter. You know, sometimes they're just going to have absolutely atro- atrocious weeks. But Pete Alonzo, obviously not worried about. He's mashing this year with, like, the number 12 ranked, um, you know, player in all of baseball. So, you know, it is what it is. You just got to roll with the punches on these bad weeks.
1: Yeah, and see, the thing is, I don't even think you could buy low on Pete Alonzo right now because he's still second in the league with 10 home runs. He's in the top five with 25 RBIs. He has 20 runs, which is also up there. And, you know, the, the 257 batting average is, isn't atrocious because, like Matt said, if you're a career 260 hitter and you're right right there, he's right on the nudge. You know, a nice little uh, two-hit game puts him right back over that 260 marker. Just uh, just don't be worried if you're the Pete Alonso owner. Don't go for any of those buy low offers right now that you're probably getting. Just uh, stand pat and hold on for the ride and enjoy another 40, 50 home run season from Pete Alonso. But we got one more last guy here for you uh, folks, and it's uh, an interesting one, and it's Teoscar Hernandez. Now, with Teoscar, you know, there was a lot of confusion. You know, last year he goes um, over to Seattle from that Toronto Blue Jays team, and there was a lot of high hopes for him. And this year has been, like, a little bit interesting for him because he hasn't been horrible, but he hasn't been, you know, great either. But let's talk about the last week. You know, he's having a Trey Turner-ish week where he only has one run, one home run, two RBIs, batting 042, which is one for 24 on, on the week, which is, you know, probably killed you in, in a lot of leagues, to be honest. And on the year, Ty Oscar's numbers aren't really that great, as I mentioned. 10 runs, six home runs, 15 RBIs, one steal, batting 208, and... I'm about a 5 on the worryometer if we if we were, you know, doing that type of ordeal with Teoscar right now because you know, he does need to show us a little something here. He does He does need to show us a little something here. Last year, he was pretty solid, though. 131 games, 499 at-bat, 71 runs, 35 doubles, 25 home runs, 77 RBIs, six deals, and he had 267. He is a career 259 hitter. So, you know, don't forget, he wasn't great at the beginning of, of his career. He kind of, like, broke out, I would say, you know, in that 2020 shortened season where, you know, he had 16 home runs, about a 289. But if we're talking about, you know, from 2020 to 2022 he's actually two he had 283 over that time and that's a thousand at bat so that's pretty good sample size you know what I actually might throw a buy low offer at right? the teoscar hernandez owner you know try and give up a little something something you know and you get uh, yourself a potential top 30 outfielder
0: yeah i mean i like hernandez but you know i just kind of like is he going to bounce back? What are we going to see? Um, I'm just not really thrilled. It's also kind of was a new team, I believe, too, this yes, year. Yes. So we're going to see downwards in stats trajectory because he has to adjust to his new city. So I don't know if like it's going to be worth even buying low unless you do have a p- terrible outfield just based off of what we've seen in the past with players going to new teams. Um, obviously, some of his stats are going to be down. And we'll see what it is if we start seeing a resurgence in batting average. We can get back up to that 260. Maybe there's an upside for runs and maybe home runs, but we'll see. I, I don't know if I'm seeing it this year. I'm kind of turned off from him entirely. If I have him, I'm probably trying to package him away.
1: Damn, yeah. See, I, I don't know. Now, the more that I look at it, though, I do like Ty Like I said, if you take the last three seasons, not including this year, it's 283 batting average, over 1,200 at-bat. So it's kind of a good sample size. He could hit you 30-plus bombs. He's been hitting fourth, fifth in that, you know, good Seattle lineup. I think there is upside here. So Matt and I kind of differ. I guess, you know, do your own research and, you know – Come up with your own thoughts. You've heard Matt's argument. You've heard my argument. But, um, you know, I think we're going to wrap things up. So that is all for today, guys. Please be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, and review. Check out our website if you already have not A lot of good information about us on there. Access to all of our episodes and much, much more. And thank you guys for making us your first listen each and every day. Uh, quick shout-out real quick. You know, um... If you're not familiar with the locked on, you know, um, community here, uh, Locked On Pirates is, you know, a very, very good podcast. You know, the Pirates are great this year, they got a bunch of young kids. Go check out Locked On Pirates. Uh, you know, do us a favor, subscribe to their YouTube channel. And, um, just again, thank you to all of our everydayers and new listeners. We truly appreciate all of you tuning in. And tune in tomorrow. Matt and I are doing a fantastic waiver wire episode per usual, providing you with the best must add players heading into week five. But guys, until then, peace. Peace. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app
0: today.